Hey, welcome to the Mostly Skateboarding Podcast. I'm your host, Temple Tenelliot. I'm joined this week by Mike Munzenreiter and Jason from Frozen and Carbonite. On this episode, we're going viral. But first, we're talking about zombie brands. What's a zombie brand? It's one that died, but it's come back to life without any of the original brains behind the operation. Action is the latest to make this odd comeback, and they've tapped Jamie Tansoni, Sierra Fellers, and Nick Merlino hmm, to push the product. Jason, is now the right time for some action? Hey, where, where's my red man tape? It's it's time for some action. Let's go. But, uh, yeah, I was thinking about this a lot this week, and it's really weird. It's because it's the only, like, triple, like, third time or second time, I guess, that they've tried to resurrect a brand. Might be wrong, but I don't know. Yeah, it's like, it's a double zombie. They, like, yeah. didn't quite, so the like, shoot time. it through the head. Yeah. Kind of Mike Myers? Michael Myers? Yeah, one of those guys. He never dies. Yeah. He's one tough, uh, one tough some bitch. But, yeah, this seems to be the work of some industry dark man funding it behind the scenes. Because, like, if you think about, if you think about action, if you think about the brand DNA of action, it was it kind of just added like a like a footwear component to the whole menace tech aesthetic. You know what I mean? So you had like menace jeans, menace board, menace shirt, and then action. So you were you were in the whole like menace world industries ecosystem. But these guys like they're bringing in like some uh, dudes who like to jump down stuff, which is cool. And it looks like they have slip ons, like they're running like they're coming out with slip ons or something. Um, which all the kids like these days, which, which are hot on the streets. So might be a smart move, but it's almost like they're bringing the brand back without any of the DNA or even like referring to the brand's heritage, which is a sick heritage. Like I think, yeah, I definitely remember the first time I saw like the, the Marianos that looked like trainers or whatever. The first Marianos like on the, on the streets, it was like, I think it was at the bank's. I think it was Tim uh, of Bob shirt fame. Shout out to him who was wearing them for the first time. And they definitely like pop. You know what I mean? Because they were so different from everything at the time. And even like Action 2.0 was kind of cool with like Kevin Taylor and Kyle Nicholson and shit. You know, Kyle Nicholson's like a uh, national treasure, by the way. But yeah, it's kind of weird. It's like they're bringing it back without any reference or any of the original brand DNA. It's kind of weird. Well, but they are referencing the brand dna with bringing back those marianos yeah, yeah yeah those those look okay those look uh serviceable like they even included the air bubble that was one of the sickest shoes i could like at the time i never had them i don't know if i tried them on and they didn't feel good so i was like that's not for me but like all the illest dudes in town here had them my buddy willie had a pair they were crazy they had like a true like rubber toe cap on them that white, yellow, navy, blue colorway was ill. And it is interesting to see it, like, revamped, what, like, 22 years later? What's the proper time frame? It's hard to say. Even, like, 24 years later. It was, like, just after Mouse, I feel like, that that shoe yeah, came out. Yeah, I think it was 1998, because they're coming okay. out with, like, a quote-unquote limited run of 1,998 pairs. Thank you. That you that know? answers the question yeah. effectively. Yeah, it's everything else about it. I think I think it's what you were talking about, Jason. It's like they they they've got a couple chromosomes, but not a whole strand of DNA. I was never a biology major, uh, so I probably butchered that analogy. But like, 
all right, Mariano and some slip-ons, and all due respect to, you know, the three white dudes who jumped downstairs that they've got lined <laughs> up. But, yeah, it's it's an odd mix right now. And, I mean, I think it just makes me wonder, like, when has one of these revamps really hit home where you say, this makes sense? And I guess I'd forgotten about an Action 2.0, but I do remember KT, Maldonado, etc., was that that the company went away and then came back? Yeah, I mean, as far as I know, it, you know, it died early 2000s or whatever with Kareem and then came back, I don't know, a handful of years ago, the reincarnation with Kevin Taylor and Maldonado. And then that went away. That just kind of like faded away. I guess brands mostly fade away and don't really right. announce their exit. Right. And then, uh, yeah, now there's the comeback in 2020. It's just, yeah, I just wonder when, what is the example of the successful, we're, we're pulling this thing out of the ground, we are going to like really go hard at it. I think that might be the thing that never seems to line up, where you take these brands that had some sort of legacy, and then, I mean, is the, execu- the execution never lives up to what it previously was. I don't think, all due respect to our three guys on the current incarnation of action, but like if you think about the original version of the brand, I mean, it was A-list, Gino Iannucci, Mariano, Kareem, Brian Anderson, etc. So like there's no slouches. Yeah, I feel like whoever is behind probably all of the brand uh, zombie uh, reanimation are just not... uh, schooled in skate history because one they would know that bringing a brand back makes no sense and two they would know that if they did they would need to bring the brand back with at least some kind of semblance of the people that made the brand what it was that gave it that brand equity i feel like the fallen comeback kind of had that because they got like tommy sandoval back on and did they get chris cole maybe not I believe so. Uh, based on my rudimentary internet research for this episode, I think Chris Cole is back on Fallen. Yeah, so that that's like at least they're trying. Like that that's like makes more sense. Right. But still, you know, with no without Jamie Thomas, there's no Fallen really. Yeah, this is why I'm I'm actually kind of offended uh, on a personal level that they didn't reach out to me as <laughs> as at least a brand consultant, if not a brand manager, because like. You know, me, probably, uh, you know, the good homie Lucas, Lucas yeah. Wiesenthal, we're probably like the most avid uh, Menace Tech slash Acton fans in the world. And like, I would definitely, I would just be a maniac if I was the brand manager. Because that's what, if you're starting like a shoe or clothing brand, you have to be like a maniac on like the most micro, micro level. Like, you have to be like in the factory looking at like fabric samples like drawn up samples like 24 7 you have to be literally like a fucking maniac and right yeah so and jason if you, got- you if they hit you up to manage the brand who would you put on the team okay your starting I, lineup be? i would um get a bunch of spaniards a bunch of you know tech you know ledge tech spaniard type guys maybe like jp souza which would try to poach jp souza from new balance yeah a couple ledge tech guys a couple east coast like rippers you know what i mean on the come up try to get yeah try to get like at least one uh vet pro on there and just emphasize like you know action la schoolyards blah 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 blah. 
you know what I mean? So that I would, you know, fly to China, go to the factory, you know, all that, you know, all that shit. Spec samples, I draw shit up, fucking learn Illustrator or whatever they use. <laughs> Even though I let my Adobe Creative Suite subscription lapse after it was after it was too hard to learn Illustrator, I was like, fuck it. But still, I would learn Illustrator. You know what I mean? Because that's how you gotta be if you're, if you're starting to be, you have to be a fucking maniac. Totally. Yeah, I, f- I feel like they could have in one of their early announcement like rebirth posts they had like an alarm clock with a action sticker on it and maybe your direction would have had like a la schoolyard picnic table with an action yeah. sticker on it yeah something like that something that you know draws on that because that's the brand narrative you know what i mean la schoolyards you know el segundo the world factory all that shit so you know I'm also available for uh, brand consulting at, on a freelance basis if anyone wants to hit me up. So, fuck if it. you're listening. <laughs> Same. So, how much of this is like a piggyback off of the fact that DC Shoes, DC Shoe Co. USA's late 90s presence has been, you know, revamped, reworked, and um, I don't know, at least some people are, are embracing it. I do wonder without fully knowing you know, how that stuff is actually performing, you know, how, 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 how much clout it actually has. But what's the reason for bringing action back right now, I guess, is the question. Yeah, I feel like you bring up a good point with the DC 90s nostalgia. Because, yeah, maybe somebody did, you know, they're like sitting on the intellectual property of action and they're seeing what DC is doing. And they're like, wait a minute, I've got I got some puffy shoes. But if that was the play, I feel like making a new slip on and having you know these three dudes be be the spokespeople doesn't quite make any sense you know i i feel like it would be smarter to just do a nostalgia play and just do reissues in like limited quantities to like i don't know test the waters make a name for yourself and then start making new shit i feel like s kind of did that s has been like a fairly successful zombie reanimation oh yeah do, do people like fuck with those shoes? Because it it seems like I've probably said this before on this podcast, but it seems like they're just reissuing like second tier models that no one really wore at the time, like the Quattro or whatever. You know, it is some obscure shit to be <laughs> sure. Like Tribo, I saw. On, <laughs> it's, uh, it's like yes, it's a long awaited reissue of the Tribo. I'm like, what? Well, it's it's all their like their most out there shoes in a lot of ways. And they're like banking on the madness of them to put them on feet, which I guess I respect the audacity. Yeah, I mean, I I had a lot of those shoes at at one point, but it's not like that's tapping into some deep well of nostalgia. You know, it's it's obscure stuff to be sure. Yeah, the um actually the one person who had the right idea maybe probably is a uh, Tony Ferguson with the Roan stuff like he came out with a uh not really a reissue but a shoe that's basically the same as like the second guy mariana pro model the aries oh uh, yeah and it was pretty sick i don't even think it's really for skating it's just kind of like like uh bespoke kind of like chill shoes or whatever so yeah, i'm gonna have to check those like out that. yeah it's 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 like you know what i mean it's like really limited runs of shit like they're like 400 bucks i think he also did like a version of the uh the kck's if I recall it correctly, at some point. Is he doing but, also, like, cl- uh, clear-sold slip-ons? Am I... I went down, you know, some Instagram rabbit hole recently, and that, that seems to come to mind. 
yeah, some he, clear sold loafers that I'm looking at. I'm on the yeah, site right okay. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does a bunch of shit. Yeah, this shit is wild. Linked in the show notes. Oh, wow. There's like a Airwalk NTS uh, bite off for 500 bucks. Sold out, though. Whoa. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> shit. The square ad is true, bro. Yeah. All that but shit I, sold out. <laughs> I, I'm kind of feeling the like penny loafer style loafer mules. Um, they're like a hundred bucks though. EVA yeah. I mean, phone. Shit. You sorry. Can, you can certainly go that route. You know, I mean, it's for a certain audience. You know, but it's still like you know pays homage in a way, which is cool. So yeah, right. fuck yeah, shout out to Tony Ferguson. I fuck with that brand. Yeah, I have a funny Tony Ferguson story. Uh, apropos of nothing. <laughs> I back when I was a filmer living in LA, we were working on Yeah Right, and uh, Mike Carroll was sitting in the back of his. Um, I think it was an Escalade. And some kids, <laughs> he's like talking to some kids or whatever. And he like gave one of these kids a Tony Ferguson board. And the kid was like, Oh, who's Tony Ferguson? A new girl pro? <laughs> I was just like, Oh my God. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. So that was, yeah, shortly before the Yeah Right premiere. Yeah, the shoes are sick. Price points, price point is taking a plunge, but. You're looking at the Roan site right now? Yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Tony Ferguson will give us a little sponsorship deal. There you go. <laughs> Mostly skateboarding brought to you by Roan Footwear. New yes. Girl Pro. Backed by New Girl Pro. So right. the the brainstorming that I finally completed, I think I came up with the most successful. And this is all on like a, a, a this is all graded on a curve, but I would say one of the most successful brands that got zombified beyond S is probably stereo. Cause that came back after like a five or six year hiatus and was actually, you know, backed by the original owners, had some good skaters. It had some juice for a little while there. I know I was I was buying those because they were on PS sticks and you could get a really mellow board during a time when mellow boards were tough to come by. See, I don't know if I would consider stereo a zombie since the original people are involved. OK, Certainly, so... it, it's like a I don't know, a brand that had a stroke. And, uh, <laughs> you know, was on on life support for a little bit or I don't know. I mean, the shit was dead and it's back. Maybe, maybe it's a zombie. Fuck it. Yeah, but I, it, I did like your none of the original brains behind it. You you wove that point very, uh, very hilariously into your opening. So I, I get that. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Is stereo still around? I kind of think it is like who uh, was right there. Like that kid Yoshi, that's. A ripper, like a fucking Stone Cold ripper, I guess is still on them. But yeah, I don't know. Haven't seen a head or tail of them for a while. I feel like very nominally, or, you know, it's just invisible to us and big somewhere, as is the vagaries of this whole game. Yeah, I I wonder if it's big anywhere. (laughs) Just throwing it out there. Yeah, they still exist. They're still making boards. Looking at a stereo. This is the episode where we just look at the internet together. Yeah, this is the episode where we just look at, uh, yeah, where we just surf the web. Um, Yeah, I guess they're making, like, whatever, Jason Lee boards, like Carlos Shipman. So I get... You can get a signed uh, DVD box set and a signed poster. John Lupfer is the stereo pro listed on the site still. That guy was big in, like, Satori wheel videos. (laughs) I feel like he was in, like, a, a San Diego video. Yeah, he wore weird hats. He's a weird hat guy. Yeah, the shuffle video, I think that's what it was called. That sounds about right. Yeah, I'll link to it in the show notes. 
Yeah, I feel like these zombie companies, like, they never come out swinging. Like, you know, you're putting John Lupfer on, like, you need to, like, find Ethan Fowler and put him on. Like, that's how you bring Stereo back. I mean, Alien, I've, I know I've said on the internet that Alien should have just been able to, like, you know, retire to somewhere else in the galaxy, but they kind of did an interesting take on it. And again, it's like kind of that gray area zombie where it was definitely gone and then it came back, but like with some of the original brain trust, but at least they started with not picking up again, all due respect to the guys on action, not picking up (laughs) like some cheap free agents, but they just, you know, they, they really grabbed like skaters who were interesting, but no name to speak of. And I, th- I feel like that's a little bit more of a commendable thing than, like, not putting in the work and saying, oh, yeah, these, these guys are names. We, we can make it. We can make do with this. I think it's more commendable to try to, like, start over in a way where, you know, you, you, you retain some DNA, but you're also trying to do... You're starting from scratch, I guess, is, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of like the Huff model. You know, like, Huff started out with a, a team of just AMs and unknowns and then you know grew into a big company that you know sold for millions of dollars so yeah smart move on aliens part i think although i wish that they had picked up some like more ohio local types like um the dudes from the hulk rips videos i can't think of their names they rode for foundation and were like super fucking good and then now i think they both ride for dark room their names escape me oh wow but those dudes, I remember watching the latest Hulk Rips video and being like, these guys should be on the new Alien. Like, this is what the new Alien needs. Or maybe it was the Foundation video. But, yeah, it, it, you know, the team matters so much. Yeah, that, that's a good point. Like, the dudes on Alien now are, you know, rippers, you know, pretty interesting. But the cool thing about Alien back then was it was just like some dudes from the Midwest who, like, you knew ripped, you knew were kind of on another level. But they didn't really get that much coverage because they were, you know, in the Midwest or, you know, or in New Orleans, like Dwayne Peachtree or whatever. So that was something that kind of tight about the original Alien. But um, what I was going to say, yeah, one company that kind of had a good idea was Dwindle when they, they've been doing, like, selective reissues of, like, 101 boards and stuff, like Ghettoware. Like, they're not really resurrecting the brand, but, you know what I mean, they're keeping it alive in some way. For people that are, that are stoked on it, you know what I mean? They'll do, like, the uh, Henry Sanchez, like, like the Two Girls Board, like, the Brian Lottie Nancy Girl and shit like that. You know I mean, that was kind of a cool idea for those guys. Yeah, I feel like that's the smart play is, yeah, which, what do you say, selective reissues? Um, yeah. Yeah, they'll yeah. do some, about, they'll do, like, two reissues, like, a season, you know what I mean? They'll do, like, a Chris Markovich 101, like some blind board whatever like some ghetto wear like shorts and shit you know what i mean yeah selective reissues yeah it's like i I think especially for world industries who already has the infrastructure to sell skate goods they already have the accounts and everything it's just like oh yeah you want these ghetto wear shorts too yeah i'll take a couple yeah easy money probably and like low low risk yeah yeah yeah. this is like now really far afield but even like some of girls yeah, it's a reissue. I mean, girl never went away, depending on who you ask. But uh, you know, they had that basketball series, and like that was one of the like kind of that I don't know painted like dudes shooting hoops, dudes playing hoops series. 
Mm-hmm. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. That was totally. like out in the first couple years that I started skating. And I saw like my homies skated them, like the good dude skated them. So that was a super like crazy memory hole for me. And um was pretty tempted to actually buy some. But I think the one like what what tripped me up with girl was that they it was the reissue of the graphic, but they would like pop a new name on there and like there ain't no way I'm buying an Andrew Brophy girl nostalgic <laughs> graphic board like that that ain't going on my wall that that's that's not hitting my feet it just doesn't make any sense and uh yeah I can't for that they they did that they did that a couple of times I think they did like the car series maybe they did another skyline series no not skyline but you know what I mean like cityscape like when you put all the boards Yo. forms like a uh, like a cityscape kind of thing yeah I think they've done that a couple of times like, they even yeah, did. which is kind of cool yeah, they. I think they even did the chair series again, which is just an incredible one. But again, the the sticking point was yeah, even even Malto, who's who's rad. It just uh, you know you gotta you gotta keep you just gotta go with the full reissue. Who 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 cares what Sheffy's doing now? Put put his name on the board. Yeah, give Sheffy a couple of bucks. He yeah, fucking yeah. rides his bike to the skate park every day. Like hook him up. Yeah. Well. I- I think Sheffy's. Uh, I think Sheffy still has a board on Plan B. Okay. Like, like in whatever form Plan B takes right now. Like, I think he still has a board on Plan B. But yeah, going back to Stereo, just looking at their website, one thing they're doing that's kind of cool is they have like a uh, a Legends Division kind of thing with like, or what do they call it? Class of it was like you know Carl Shipman, Matt Rodriguez. Yeah. Yeah. Even like Kyle Leeper, who I guess I'm old, but it seems like you know, new guy to me. Yeah, Clint Peterson. So, which is a cool idea. This is what I said World should have done all along with, like, all the dudes from the mid-90s. Like, they had, like, a classics division. But, like, Clyde Singleton, you know, Henry Sanchez, maybe. All those dudes that ripped in, like, 20 shot or whatever. Put them on a straight, like, royalties, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I mean. Whatever you sell, you get back. I mean, it, it would, it, it's, it seems workable. Yeah, I mean, like, that's pretty much what Santa Cruz does. Like, Kevin Stab, I think, is still on Santa Cruz. Like, you know what I mean? That dude's still, that dude's still selling boards. If that dude can still sell boards, like, fucking, uh, whatchamacallit, Eric Rupecki can still sell, sell a board. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, you might as well let these dudes monetize their legacy a little bit. Yeah. Although, along those lines, I've, there have been rumblings on Instagram of another menace comeback. Remember there was like a super half-assed one like a while ago with Smolik. Yeah, it was really weird. Like <laughs> it was, I don't, I don't know. If, it was one of those companies where like, what? You're not sure if they actually have any product at all. It's just like Instagram idea. Like, but did I it think, ever ever happen? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it ever happened. But like, I think it's uh, who's? I think if I if I'm calling correctly, that guy Dom from uh, Brooklyn Projects is kind of behind it, maybe. If it's a thing, so that might be something. We've always, you know, fans and menace have always been about like menace comeback stuff. If we ever get Lucas <laughs> on the show, he he's got at least one story to tell about that second menace comeback. So that's all. Yeah, I was Teaser. I was talking. Yeah, yeah, I was talking to him before. I was like, well, if the menace comeback, uh, you know, ever really happens, we'll see what we can do as guests on the show. So there we go. There you go. Well, can I can I ask one more question? Sure, of course. Like, uh, it's kind of a mean question, but like, 
All right, let's go. Might as well. There's a company that is listed on here that we haven't brought up, and I just wanted to know, like, what's... Some of these zombie comeback companies are just, like, so ham-fistedly done, where it's, like, you literally know nothing about the intellectual property that you own, and you just, like, foisted this upon skateboarding, and you thought it was going to work. And um, I I guess I I just wanted to know... uh, I know my answer. What what, what brand strikes you as... uh, Fitting that description I just gave. Ooh, I mean, like, I'm looking at the list right now, and there's, like, you know, Blueprint, which is, like, that's, like, the saddest zombie comeback ever. You know, that that's, like, in the movie where the dude has to, like, shoot his wife because she became a zombie. <laughs> like, that that's, like, so sad to me because I, I love, absolutely love the original Blueprint. So to see it go to Canada and have, like, Mike York on it. Love Mike York, but... Whoa. Was York? No. York? Oh my God! York was on there. Yeah, York was on it. Some kid with bleach blonde dreads. It was terrible. It was so sad. That that's like the saddest one for me. That's yeah, I agree. That's definitely the worst. Blueprint, but in their day, it was definitely some cool shit. And uh, yeah, that was pretty bleak. Yeah, but I think Zoo York is another uh, another interesting zombie case. Actually, you know what? I think Eli is smart enough to pull that off. Uh, yeah, I interviewed him a while ago. He said, like, yeah, we're working on it just because of COVID, whatever, everything up and all. But, you know what I mean? That dude's smart enough and uh, has enough juice to pull that off if they choose to bring it back. So, yeah, we'll see. Same thing with, you know, same thing with um, girl, like, action or whatever. Or kind of what girls are now. Like, you got some, like, up-and-coming East Coast rippers. You know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, he's got, like, the art direction skills, I think, to make it some cool shit. So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, should be interesting. Mike, any final words on zombie brands? I I think it's time to bury them. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, skateboarding had a few viral moments this week. There was Chris Pullman's line, which caught on. Then Nathan for twenty dogface two hundred eight <laughs> apotica yeah. went hella viral, cruising down the street, drinking cranberry juice and singing along to Fleetwood Mac. Uh, this is hardly skateboarding's first viral moment. Mike, what's your favorite? viral escape moment and uh not johan stucky's chlamydia i hope oh man Uh, so i probably have two but i think it's the san diego park kid on suffering cooking it and the yuppies because i was watching that video yesterday when someone templeton you you tweeted out like what should we talk about viral escape moments what I love about that video is he's being interviewed like by the I don't know the local news or something, and he's yeah, gonna it seems like it. yeah he's like ready to give just a boring answer, and then you see the light bulb go off in his head, like oh this is my time to do it, this is my time to go in, <laughs> and he he does it man he he says skateboarding is you know it's suffering, and in a lot of ways truer words are not often spoken. Maybe Templeton can cut the kid in right here. I love skateboarding because uh, it's just suffering, and I like to suffer. And you got to break every bone in your body. And if you're not in the skate army, then you're a kook and you're a yuppie, and you can get the hell away from me. Uh, I think that's my favorite. And then there's always Jamal Smith with the with the damn. Uh... What is it? Yeah, tornado spin. I want to call it a tornado twist, but that's overkill. Templeton, what's like? 
what's your viral moment? I mean, I I think the um, another Jamal Smith banger is the Wade D. You know, it was like a Dime Glory Challenge teaser that got repurposed into a a, a viral video. I, I think that's kind of a favorite. Just like I just like Jamal Smith in general. Yeah. So I, I think uh, it's just nice to uh, you know see him kind of doing his thing. Yeah, like Jamal Smith is definitely the uh, the Mozart of the viral skate clip. Like Tornado's been like you mentioned that like you know the Wade D one where he's like you know he's waxed, flip styles wax, etc. You know you you know the you know the whole routine that that even got like reconstituted into like a Twitter like reaction video. Like one of those videos that you know people post again and again and again, like out of context. So yeah, that was huge. My personal favorite is uh, Matt Schlager or Schlager, Schlager the fifteen flat fifteen in the rain. Oh God, that's just uh, damn. What can you say? That's just like poetry in motion. Like damn, you know what I mean? And I th- think someone interviewed him, like maybe Jenkum interviewed him, yep. and like seemed it was. And I think he said, if I recall. It was at school. It was like lunchtime, and he was like thinking about doing it. But everyone was like, "Yeah," and like, "Yeah, it's crazy." That that one is fucking legendary. That's my favorite one. Yeah, I wonder how viral that went outside of skateboarding. I mean, it, it's like a certainly within skateboarding, everybody's seen it. But I don't know if that's one that like you know my aunt is gonna be emailing me or yeah. whatever. Yeah, it's, it's. I mean, yeah, fuck, like the one with the. Uh, the Fleetwood Mac one, like my sister, like texted to me, like, "Hey, you skate? You know, I you know, check this out." It was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I've seen that before. Pretty cool, yeah, you know." Yeah, that's like the modern equivalent of like dad clipping out some article in the yeah. Wall Street <laughs> Journal and mailing it to yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Props to Dogface. Excuse me, four twenty Dogface two hundred eight. Couldn't even tell he was skating. The man can ride. Yeah, dude is smooth. I believe he's riding like a pintail longboard. Yeah. If you want to get that glidey action though, man, you gotta you gotta use the right equipment. Yep. Pintail longboard, what's that? I don't I don't know the longboard uh jargon. Oh it's it's like shaped like a feather. Oh where, like, the tip is at the back. Okay. There's oh, not yeah, a kick tail. Yeah, yeah. No kick. Yeah. I learned that terminology from uh Habitat's time dipping their toe in the longboard game. Ooh. The lucrative longboard game. Apparently those longboards paid for some shortboard skate trips, though, so, you know. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, oh. Such is business. Longboards made the shoe company work? Mm. (laughs) I don't know if they coincided or if anything can make that work. Yeah, I I think that that... uh... uh, Yeah, the the thing about the viral skate clips is, like, you can't intentionally go out one day and be like, I'm going to film a viral skate clip. Like, that never works. Like, there is that one clip of, like, some, some, like, three-year-old, like, doing, like, a firecracker down a five-stair or something. You can tell, like, the dad just, like, forced it. You know what I mean? You can't force it. If you're going to go viral, you're going to go viral. You know what I mean? It has to happen organically. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think Tony Hawk with the the Milk McTwist uh, is a recent example of, of the, uh, you know, hacking the system and making something go viral intentionally. Because I think that yeah, was yeah, pretty yeah. big. Yeah, you're right, right, right. But I, I think Tony Hawk is a special case in everything that he does. Yeah, how viral can you go with uh, your the reach of a Birdman? 
not not to knock it down more of an open question it seems like uh maybe maybe he's starting with the ball at like the 10 yard line as opposed to uh dog face <laughs> who, who is you know back in the other end zone so to speak yeah i think but, that's uh, a good point yeah i i just need to say i don't think children under the age of seven should skateboard or at least be videotaped trying to accomplish anything on a skateboard Nah, it's so dumb dude like it's so obvious like the parents are just trying to go viral it's uh pretty weird yeah it's the saddest saddest attempt at clout i'm also against um dogs going downstairs on skateboards hard line drawing. oh yeah <laughs> wasn't there that one where there was some uh i think it was a bulldog going down like the hollywood high stairs or something man come on your dog doesn't care that it's at a blown out spot that, that was that's gotta be scary as fuck for a dog dude right you know like dogs dogs are lovely you know they're just they just want to like eat and play and stuff you know what i mean like what the you know they're they're not stoked on that you know what i mean can a dog even bail i, I think a dog could bail if, if it felt the need to I don't know. I think it's impressive when people can get their dog to be that chill to like firecracker down a set of stairs. What about children, young ones? I think that that one, like you said, it feels very like coerced. Like one of the viral videos in my list is the one of the dad kicking his kid off the top of the vert ramp, which is like, you know, so sad. What are the circumstances of that? I vaguely remember. Uh, I watched it yesterday and it, it seemed like the dad was trying to get his kid to drop in on a vert ramp for the first time, which is scary as fuck. For and anybody, anybody. Right, for an adult, for anybody. Um, and the kid just, you know, didn't feel like doing it, wasn't, was afraid. So the dad, like, kind of turned around like he was going to leave and then kind of did, like, a donkey kick and kicked the kid off the vert ramp you know, into the transition. And, like, I'm sure the kid was fine physically but it's uh pretty gnarly to watch yeah put that asshole in jail yeah yeah oh also you know just for the record no more cops doing kickflips or cops doing oh, hand plants yeah. or any of that shit like get that shit all the way the fuck out of here yeah for sure that's that shit that yeah that's this year right now it's just like you know what i mean it's totally cut like get that shit all the way the fuck out of here I feel like that whole thing peaked with, like, a cop that could actually do, like, a legitimate 360 flip in cop boots yeah. and stuff. To the point where it's like, <laughs> all right, this is so convoluted. This dude actually skates and he's a cop. What? Yeah. Yeah, like, what uh, Like what turn do you take in life if you're just a skater and, like, you know what? I'm going to go to the academy and <laughs> I'm going to join up to go to the police Sick. academy. I'm so tired of getting kicked out. I want to be the one kicking people out. God. My my so buddy bad. worked at a University of Minnesota building. You know, like he worked the desk. And he skates. And he's very good at skating. And he'd have to kick kids out every now and then. And he's also the type of dude that'd be like, play you and out. Play you and skate. Uh, I think every every single kid got kicked out. <laughs> they if, if they took the devil's bargain there, they... Uh, they had to leave, like, duly shamed. That's pretty good. I'll play you for the spot. Yeah, exactly. Pretty sure it was a non-spot, too, which, you know, makes it all the better. Yeah. I wonder how that looks when the boss comes and he sees his employee playing a game of skate against some kids. He's got to explain to his boss, like, no, uh, you don't understand. I'm, I'm defending 
the property with this game of scale. <laughs> There's a very convoluted way that I will make the kids leave. Uh, I've got a friend who went viral with a, uh, a double board slide hair flip, and he actually made some money off the clip. Yeah, what? Again, I, I vaguely remember Oh, yeah. That. Yeah, I watched that preparing for this episode. Like, what was the, uh, the context of that? Because that was pretty, uh, pretty wild. I think they were just fucking around, skating the double-sided curb. And uh, what he did is he did a board slide with an extra board in his hands. And then while grabbing the nose and tail of the second board, dropped that down on the curb. So he's now sliding with two boards and then faces the camera uh, very stylishly flipping his long hair. Um, and then he got up and rolled away. Uh, so that went pretty big. Apparently, he told me that the barracks posted it and with the caption, ladies, he's single. And he, uh, <laughs> things kind of blew up from there. And some company approached him to license the clip. And he negotiated a pretty decent number. Not not huge, but like, you know, a decent week's salary right in his pocket for um, yeah. dumb skate yeah. video. Yeah, fuck it. Get that. Yeah. That's what it... That, that's what the modern world is all about like go viral in some way and just monetize it to fuck like however the fuck you can you know what i mean yeah i'm still trying to figure uh, out how to monetize this damn podcast <laughs> yeah. yeah i'll tell you very but, dire uh, straits money for nothing yeah <laughs> was uh oh when it was the mike v versus four jocks or four four ox uh clip from cky was that was that viral or was that just uh, kind of within like skate circles or whatever? That's a good question. That seems like one that would go viral outside of skateboarding too, just because it's it's pretty impressive. I think yeah, it just I mean, needed to get on YouTube, and then it was like consumed by the masses. Yeah, I mean, you could even like make the argument that CKY Jackass and whole shit was like viral video style filmmaking before viral videos were a thing you know what i mean just like doing right. stupid shit for, for attention yeah i think so like yeah all those clips would go viral had they shown up on the on youtube in like 2009 absolutely have a has snowboarding or bmxing or rollerblading ever created a viral video clip mm. I, I mean it's probably too brought a brush to just say no but uh doesn't seem like it at least in the in the numbers that the skateboard world has and i i wonder if there's you know what could be said of skateboarding's inherent somethingness that makes it so viral yeah i i think you know we're we skate we love skating we follow skating so the skating stuff sticks out to us while like a rollerblade clip just like you know we might see it and pass it by uh, one rollerblade clip that comes to mind is one where somebody's using one of those 360 cameras where it looks like you're not holding a camera, but you are. Right. And they're like skating through New York City. And then I think they like get doored or something and they get kind of like knocked around and end up just sitting down on uh, a, actually a, a famous skate spot. It's like a ledge over a grate next to a building. I don't know the name of the spot, but um, that that's like a video that I've seen pop up multiple Maybe times seen that. yeah yeah it's weird that there was just one recently that i just happened to see on twitter where like it was just might have been with one of those 360 cameras on it where someone was just like rollerblading down the street just like vibing or whatever 
you know, and it was had like a hundred thousand views or whatever. So yeah, but like not not no like tricks or anything like rollerblading down some insane hammer. I've never seen anything like that in terms of like the viral video world. Yeah, I feel like mountain biking goes viral pretty regularly. Right. Because those dudes do some pretty hairy shit, and they always are like filming with the GoPro, like POV style. Yeah, I don't think you go down that single track without it. Yeah, exactly. You're like, well, if I'm going to die, at least there's going to be footage. (laughs) So maybe not exactly linked to that last statement, but, you know, in the introduction, you mentioned Chris Pullman. And I don't know necessarily if everybody knows that that's, who was he, Viral Skate Dad? Was that what name we gave him? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. That, yeah. So, I was just going to say, rival uh, skateboard podcaster Kyle Beachy, I know, uh, at least brought up, you know, the fact that he doesn't like no comply tricks or at least the like step off manual. And I guess I was I, I, I was wondering about what what was even the inherent. I guess I got the inherent kind of appeal of that clip, you know, nice sun looks like a Friday evening. Pullman's got a little bit of charisma on the board, but um, yeah, I also got I also got Kyle kind of being like, ah, whatever about this. What did you guys have any any feelings either way? Any strong feelings? Yeah, about that? I uh, kind of agree with Kyle. I was like on Twitter, I was like, oh, this guy's a kook, like just based on that genre of trick, which I think is like pretty cheap because most of the time it it takes the shape of like, oh, I'm just gonna like fling my board any which way and then like jump back on it and like that's the trick it's like you couldn't you couldn't ever do that shit twice in your whole lifetime you know what i mean it's kind of cheap but uh some of my bros were like nah this dude's legit he was airman blah 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 so i uh gonna issue a formal apology uh chris pullman (laughs) legit not a kook gonna retract my statement formally on on the record there we go yeah when i saw it i was like why is this viral this is just like a pretty mundane skate clip i thought the like pre-throwdown hand shove it was pretty interesting and then like at the end of the line he just seemed really stoked which was a little out of the ordinary but like i don't know if i was a you know a curator of a viral video account i don't think i would have posted this i don't i wouldn't have seen the potential in in this clip yeah my my the thing i most appreciated about it was the no comply 180 revert the 361 that was accomplished really really well but other than that yeah i i think the the calculus of what makes a viral skate clip it's little kid doing freestyle guy sticking on a rock dropping coffee chris pullman doing a line down a street that you know might might have a at least in totality a questionable choice slash sequence of tricks i mean what 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 else is there oh um kid doing a 1080 on a very small ramp as they like to point out like maybe maybe it's like we're too close to the game and so we can't actually tell what what a viral clip yeah listen it's like if we knew the algorithm we would all have viral videos like there there it's kind of like there is an algorithm algorithm but there isn't an algorithm although maybe it's like if someone or some human being or animal skates that doesn't usually skate or doesn't look like a skater and still can skate, that that's might be a common thread. But yeah, I think it's the unexpected. Yeah, it's like oh, this guy looks yeah. like a, 
like a like a dad type of guy like oh i can skate you know yeah i think that's all it is because yeah it's like oh here's this japanese like 10 year old doing freestyle skating that's like so out of the ordinary or like blondie getting hit by the taxi like that's you know pretty <laughs> oh yeah any anything with like injury or people falling or getting hit with stuff like that's that's like extra extra virality right there you're like halfway there already like like with Garrett, like the Garrett Hill thing, you know what I mean? Or even like Jake Brown, which was like uh, hellacious. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's like, uh, you know what I mean? Totally crazy. Yeah, like anything with falling or, yeah, anything like that falling, possibly getting hurt. That, that, but uh, yeah, there's no algorithm. If there were formula for going viral, everyone would be viral. It's, it's, yeah, I wonder if we could like get together and like, concept of viral video and make something go viral <laughs> maybe it. if i like all right if i put it maybe if i put on my work clothes like a tie and like a button down or whatever from express or whatever and did like a nose slide and then like a backside nollie heel flip or something maybe maybe that would go viral i don't know yeah i could see it like there's some <laughs> kids skating at the at the school you come out with your briefcase <laughs> and you're like <laughs> hey kids can't do that here or like Hey, what what is this? Is this a skateboard? How does this work? <laughs> and then yeah, you yeah, bust out a yeah, flip or something. Like, yeah, it's just like a no slide. Yeah, do a no slide like a fakey three sixty flip or something. Yeah, that's it. That that's my ticket. So if if oh, I love this idea, I'm also thinking though that if we're gonna bioengineer a viral skate clip, um, Jamal Smith, I think I'm taking it back to one of the OGs with the tornado twist video. I do need to appreciate that clip for a little bit because it's it's almost like a bridge from 411 stuff that you could never call that viral, but it was stuff we all watched like a thousand times to like, yeah, that video was never properly viral, but Crail Tap gave it a lot of love. And I know I watched it thousands of times, thousands, that's a lot of times, but a lot of times. Just wanted to point out how perfect it is as that bridge, like he, he talks about, you know, it's it's a trick tip. And the whole trick tip is like ride toward the quarter pipe at a moderate rate of speed, do a tornado <laughs> twist. Like, I love that shit. And he also mentions an Irish shuffle in there, like as a throwaway line. I need to know what an Irish shuffle is. So Jamal, if you're listening, please DM me. Isn't the Irish shuffle like when you when you start to go like you start to go with your turn and then it doesn't quite work out, so you have to like go back. Like you, you turn 180 left, or you go like 170 left, and you can't quite get there, so you gotta go back right. So That's it's like trying a, so it's like trying a 270 to axle, like fakie 270 to axle stall, but you kind of like get stuck in feeble, and then you go to rock, and you just go in fakie. Something like that. I was thinking more uh, in the in the come in, I, <laughs> like he's trying to go 360, and you try to like maybe you go 180, and then you go back 180. Yeah. The other way. Yeah. with maybe a, a couple of different like, shuffles. He still does. I see, yeah, yeah. I I think he still does that in some recent footage. Like like he's going down. Like he's going like to fakey and like halfway down the transition, he like goes the other way. You know what I mean? Some shit, shit like that. Uh, any other favorites? I feel like we should mention the nice one, uh, Arizona skate park oh, yeah. viral video since it features rival podcast Vent City's Ted Schmitz doing a backside flip over a hip. He told me it's gotten eight million. Yeah, which is a lot. That's, that's insane, dude. Because it's just like you know, 
regular, you know, pretty solid line at a skate park. And then just a scooter kid with a nice one, I guess, uh, was a secret ingredient that made it go viral. Yeah. Pretty I, crazy. I think, yeah. I think for, for something, there's like a certain genre where the thing goes viral because it's, it's a useful illustration of something or a reaction to something like, like the Jamal Smith Wade D thing, like you, you can apply that to so many different things. Yeah, yeah, you can apply. Yeah, you can apply. It's universal. You can apply it to fucking. It's it's a universal sentiment. Like oh, you know what I mean? Reson- right. Like, it resonates. It's a nice general. one. Yeah. It, like you you can understand that about anything that you accomplish. Like you'd love to have some kids say nice one. Yeah. You know, after you finish editing a podcast or something. <laughs> you need a little bit more Saturday morning motivation. I see. Yeah. <laughs> well, did we miss any? I don't think we did. I mean, there's there's a lot out there. I'm sure we missed some. Feel free to um, you know reply to the post about this on Instagram or Twitter with your favorites, or you know yell at us about your favorite one that we missed. Get me uh, a snowboarding viral video. Yeah, hit, hit us with the the BMX and snowboard viral videos so that we can just be a little more educated. I think we'll be stoked on those. Which brings us to the end of our show, where we talk about what we're stoked on. Mike, what are you stoked on this week? I'm stoked on learning a new trick, which is somewhat far and few between nowadays in my uh, twilight years of skating. Um, I was I got home from work last week, got my kid in the door, and I'll admit it, I was having a beer. My kid was eating like green melon or something, just chilling. So for some reason, I started thinking about switch frontside wall rides and how that trick actually made sense mentally, which doesn't mean a whole lot as far as physically doing it. But I tweeted that and said, like, oh, this trick I've never done. It makes sense in my brain. And then I went to the skate park and actually did it with, like, relatively little pain. So I, I got a, I'd allowed myself in the tweet that if I were going to learn it, I would be able to put both hands on the wall. I did that when I actually did it. But, uh, yeah, I'm stoked on kind of, like, visualizing a trick and then going out and doing it. I'm a little disappointed that my going switch front hand hit the wall, because for a while I was, like, figuring it out with only the back hand doing the wall thing. Um, respect to anybody that can frontside wall ride, however, without touching the wall, because that just is beyond me. So, uh, yeah, I'm stoked on learning a new trick. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's a sick. That's a sick one, dude. That's an old uh, Pulio move. That that I was believe. that was the inspiration. Like, oh, does, there you go. He does one in Eastern Exposure Three at like the, in the park section. Looks like yeah. it's some random jam, and there's a bunch of really really good wall ride moves prior to it. And he almost ollie oops it, and is more like dragging it around, almost like a half cab wall ride. Not that a, such a trick exists, but um yeah yeah bob pulio oh and he i think he does one in penal code too that's more yeah. traditional yeah, yeah that's I, the one where like he um he does a switch from a wall and, he, and then he like looks at the camera like all no he looks stare you know he beams the wall like yep. he's all angry like he like beams, that was legendary fucking beam the wall after switch from a wall love it gotta love, Some, love someday pulio. we gotta interview uh pulio and Rick McCrank together because they're like the only two dudes that really beamed their obstacles. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, th- thanks you guys for the props there. Um, Jason, what are you stoked on? Yeah, well, l- last time I was on the pod, I was stoked on uh, the 
Pete Thompson, three tail coffee book, uh, being in the mail, since got it. So yeah, having read it, definitely stoked on it. Yeah. If you're a person of my like general age and you skate, like it's pretty much a must buy. You know what I mean? And the, uh, the coolest thing about it isn't like, you know what I mean? You're going to get your pictures of like your favorite pros or whatever, but it's just like the photos of like the skate culture of the time. You know what I mean? Cause there's very little of that out there. You know what I mean? Just like regular skaters talking to security guards. Like for example, there's this one picture like in Raleigh or whatever of like a bunch of dudes, you know, getting kicked out. And the one dude was wearing like some Lanzara soccer shoes. And like, I was like, fuck dude like my friend had some fucking lanzara soccer shoes that he skated in you know what i mean i haven't seen head or tail of a lanzara shoe brand since but it was just one of those things so yeah definitely important book uh for the culture pretty stoked on it also stoked on the uh venture truck company uh straight out of san francisco california along the same lines like r.i.p eddie van halen i've been uh fucking van halen all week pretty hard it's like rocking it out and and stoked on one of my favorite Van Halen bootleg, like we mentioned on the show, like about a month ago, like California Calling is from the U.S. Festival in 1983, I think, which was like the biggest concert at the time. It was like 100,000 people in one place, like 150,000, whatever. So uh, that's a sick one. If you have access to like file sharing apps or whatever, whichever one you choose, and they're still out there. It's probably out there somewhere. So that's a sick one if you're into Van Halen or Van Halen bootlegs or whatever. Templeton, what are you stoked on this week? I am stoked on stickers. I have always wanted to have mostly skateboarding stickers. So I pulled the trigger and I ordered 250 mostly skateboarding podcast stickers. And I'm stoked Let's that they go. exist. Um, but I don't really know what I'm going to do with them. I just have all these stickers now. Um, <laughs> You know, part of me wants to just give them away. Part of me wants to sell them, but I don't want to like deal with the hassle of like selling stickers and then like dealing with money and stuff. I don't know. So I'm just I'm stoked that these stickers exist and that um, some people will get them and stick them on stuff. So <laughs> it's exciting. Um, that's it for our show this week. Be sure to check out mostskateboarding.net for links to things that we talked about and other show notes. Uh, until next time, you can keep up with us all week online. Jason, where can the people find you? On the Twitter at Carbonite1994, on the Instagram at Frozen Carbonite, and writing stuff for Corsex.com. Finishing something up right now should be up by hopefully uh, this week or the next. It's like almost 6,000 words. Might be uh, you know, the most long form, like the longest thing I've ever written for Corsex. Like that's pre editing, so. Uh, it should be pretty tight, pretty stoked on it. So, yeah, should have something up this week. Not this week, this month, hopefully. Uh, Mike, where can the people find you? Damn, 6,000 words. Uh, I am both on Twitter and Instagram, at M. Munzenrider. Templeton, how about you? Uh, I am on Twitter, at Mostly Skate, and on Instagram, at Mostly Skateboarding. We'll see you guys next week. Later!